0: Hello and welcome to a word for this day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and I'm just so thankful that you chose to listen today. Thank you for downloading this episode. Thank you for um, continuing to download episodes and for sharing with your friends and uh, sharing on social media. Um, You've just been such an encouragement to me, and I continue to pray for you that God will just continue to draw you closer to Him, and that you'll just love His Word more and more every day. Well, guess what? This is episode 50. 50 episodes. Can you believe that? Since we started on January 1st, that seems a a little overwhelming to me to think that we've done that much Um but it's all been it's all about God and it's all by his grace and for his glory that we've been able to do that and um i pray that you've just drawn closer and closer to him and i would love to hear from you sometime if you want to shoot me an email you can find that in the show notes uh, where i put all of the um scripture references for the episode i go back after i record that and and try to get all those in all the things that i mentioned and um, there's an email there. There's a website to, uh, that has all the episodes where you can share it as well. But now on to the uh, word for the day. And this is found in uh, Paul's letter to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. And it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. But God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows who are his and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Oh my. So we're back in one of Paul's letters. Um, Timothy, the two letters to Timothy and the letter to Titus are considered pastoral letters. We talked about that a few days ago. And what that means is, is that um, Paul, was uh, helping to train he was pastoring uh, these young men that he called um, his true child to true children in the faith Uh, we read in first timothy chapter one verse one paul an apostle of christ jesus by command of god our savior and of christ jesus our hope To Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from uh, God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. And then we read in 2 Timothy uh, in chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, Paul had had a long relationship with Timothy. Timothy had traveled with him um, on several of the missionary journeys, Um, and we've talked about this in other episodes, and um, you can go back and listen to some of those. Again, I'm not going to go through all the things, but we know that Timothy was a young man. Um, We know that his mother was a Jew and his father was a Gentile. And uh, the faith that he had had been passed down from his mother and grandmother. And um, he was just a solid young man, and um, he was very useful to Paul. And uh, Paul had left him, I think, in Ephesus um, to uh, help uh, train the people there um, and to remind them not to teach any uh, other Gospel than what Paul had taught them uh, because there had been false teachers to come in. And then in this book of 2 Timothy that we're uh, back in today. Um, this was more of a personal letter whereas before when paul had been in prison people could come and go at one point he was in house arrest and so it was easy for people to come and go but um, this was paul's last imprisonment before he was martyred and um, so you uh, hear this very personal these pleas just to to encourage timothy and remind him to hold on to the faith and to preach the word and um, at the end of this letter of Second Timothy he um, is encouraging Timothy to come as quick as he can. and we don't know if Timothy got there before Paul was uh, was martyred or not. Um, but it's just a, a precious book with uh, or letter uh, with all kinds of treasures in it, as are all of God's Word. All of God's Word has wonderful treasures in it. But I would encourage you and urge you um, to go back and read this whole letter of Second of Timothy from the uh, start to finish. And you'll find some major themes in there. And I think you'll hear that um, kind of that loving father figure of Paul um, just encouraging Timothy because uh, Paul knew he wouldn't be here much longer. And in the first chapter of uh second timothy he's paul is reminding timothy to guard that good deposit that um uh, the gospel that had been given and had been entrusted to him and then um in the second chapter he reminds timothy that there's going to be suffering but but it's okay and that he should share in the sufferings of christ and, and to make sure he's rightly handling the word of truth and that he will, that he will be found by God, a worker not ashamed. And then in chapter 3, um, Paul's reminding Timothy that there's going to be godlessness in these last days and that people are going to want to uh, just find teachers that will tell them what their itching ears want to hear, but then reminds them that all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching and reproof and correction and training and then in chapter four he just reminds him to preach that word um and uh to stay true to the gospel and then at the end it's um it's somewhat sad and beginning in verse nine in chapter four he says do your best to come to me soon um and he talks about that he's um being poured out as a drink offering um but that he's fought the good fight. And um, so that's that's kind of the overview of the letter. But we're going to park um, in uh, a section of the second chapter. And as usual, we need to back up a little bit and get some context uh, leading into our verse for the day. Um, so Paul has... Um, has Told Timothy, beginning in chapter two, verse eight, he says, "Remember Christ Jesus risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect. That's those who are going, are, are believers and are going to be believers, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory." This saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things, and charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. But avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. They are upsetting the faith of some. And here's our verse for the day. But God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal, the Lord knows who are his and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. So Paul was telling Timothy of things to remind them about. And apparently there was a lot going on with these, this irreverent babble and quarreling about words and that sort of thing. And they, there were these two men who um, had swerved from the truth and <clears throat> were um upsetting the faith of some of the people there and paul says but god's firm foundation stands bearing this seal the lord knows those who are he is and let everyone name uh who names the name of the lord depart from iniquity um and the thought is is that he was referring where because this is in quotations but again if we look at the original manuscripts there were there was no punctuation so it's hard to know for sure. But the thought is, is that he was referring back to an event that had happened back in Moses's time. Uh, Because of the way these men were um, upsetting people and uh, swerving from the truth, it may have brought uh, to mind to Paul uh, what had happened in something called Korah's Rebellion. And we find that story back in Numbers chapter 16. Now, this is at the time when the uh, children of Israel were in the wilderness. They were close to the promised land, and there had been a lot of drama. In um, chapter 12 of Numbers, Miriam and Aaron had opposed Moses, and there was trouble there, and they were punished for that. And then it was time for the spies to be sent into Canaan to see what it was like. And uh, only two came back with a favorable report. And uh, the people had rebelled and um, God was getting ready to wipe them out and Moses interceded for them. And um, then the Lord said in uh, Numbers chapter 14, verse 20, he said, uh, the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word, but truly as I live and as all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord None of the men who have seen my glory and my signs that I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and yet have put me to the test these ten times and have not obeyed my voice, shall see the land that I swore to give to their fathers. And none of those who despise me shall see it. He was, it sounds like he was uh, weary of this constant grumbling that they had been doing. And um, so... We come up to chapter 16, where uh, we hear about Korah. And as I mentioned, Korah, or I don't know if I mentioned that or not yet. But Korah was, it says in chapter 16, verse 1 of Numbers, Now Korah, the son of Izhar, son of Kohath, son of Levi, and Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Paleth, sons of Reuben, took men, and they rose up before Moses with a number of the people of Israel. 250 chiefs of the congregation chosen from the assembly well-known men and they assembled themselves against Moses and Aaron and they were they were challenging Moses and Aaron and they said in um, let's see chapter chapter 3 Uh, not chapter 3, verse 3 of chapter 16, they assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said to them, you have gone too far for all in the congregation are holy. Every one of them and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourself above the assembly of the Lord? And uh, in verse 4, when Moses heard it, he fell on his face and he said to Korah and all his company in the morning, The Lord will show who who is his and who is holy and will bring him near to him. The one whom he chooses, he will bring near to him. Did you catch that in verse five? It said, in the morning, the Lord will show who is his. And that matches what we read in our verse for the day. Um, It says, the Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. So uh, Korah had uh, wanted to exalt himself in a position that, that he had not been appointed to. Aaron had been appointed as the chief priest. And Korah and some of the other men wanted that same office, even though they they had, because uh, Korah was a descendant of Levi, he had duties in the tabernacle, um, that traveling tent that they had, you know, where uh, they did a lot of their, their worship and that sort of thing. But um, he wanted more notoriety, it sounds like. He thought more of himself than he ought. And um, Moses was saying in the morning, the Lord is going to show who is His, He knows who is His, so get ready. And then that story goes on to tell what happened. And basically, Moses told them to all get their censers, which had incense on them, incense on them, uh, Korah's followers, and then Aaron, and to stand outside the uh, tent of meeting. And, um, the Lord, in Chapter 16, verse 20, it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves from among this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces and said, O God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin? And will you be angry with all the congregation? And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Say to the congregation, Get away from the dwelling of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And down in verse 28, Moses, and it says, And Moses said, Hereby you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, and that it has not been of my own accord. If these men die as all men die, or if they are visited by the fate of all mankind, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates something new, and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into Sheol, then you shall know that these men have despised the Lord." And as soon as he had finished speaking all these words, the ground under them split apart and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households and all the people who belonged to Korah and all their goods. So they so they and all that belonged to them went down alive into Sheol and the earth closed over them and they perished from the midst of the assembly and all of Israel who were around them fled at their cry for they said lest the earth swallow us up and fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men offering the incense so the Lord did do something new and he swallowed up those men who had uh, opposed his chosen ones and let me just say that that story still strikes fear into my heart, um because we sometimes see in congregations when there's groups of people rising up with their own agenda and and they um go against the uh sometimes the one that uh, the Lord has called to that congregation and cause all kinds of trouble and um, I think of this story here about how Cora did that and the earth swallowed him up and oh goodness, I don't want to be in that number. The the main point of showing you this was that Paul was pulling from that story when he said, The Lord knows who are his and he was referring back to those those men who were acting like they were godly, that Hymenius and Philetus that were in uh Second Timothy chapter two verse seventeen, um, and he was uh, Paul was reminding Timothy. He said they're upsetting the faith of some, but God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal the lord knows who are his so everyone who names the name of the lord and who's following what the lord has said to do um let everyone who names the name of the lord depart from iniquity or get away from the the uh, unrighteousness and the sinfulness and we see another place in the Old Testament, Nahum, chapter 1, verse 7, that says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. And then we look in uh, the New Testament in John, chapter 10, verse 14, and it says, um, uh, this is Jesus talking, I am the good shepherd, I know my own, and my own know me. And then over in First Corinthians chapter eight verse three, it says, "But if anyone loves God, he is known by God." So, oh my goodness, doesn't that just give you um, such a, a a comfort that the Lord knows those who are His, the Lord knows who are His, and that's uh, Paul calls that god's firm foundation and that is the seal on that foundation is that the lord knows who are his but then there's this encouragement that uh, to let everyone who names the name of the lord so everyone who claims the lord to depart from iniquity and so um what does it mean to depart well to get away to withdraw to um die to to leave um, and that iniquity is the unrighteousness and the wrong and the sinfulness. And um, we know that we're called to do that when we um, uh, we've talked about repenting and turning away from our sin and and turning to God. And um, that's what his people do. We don't just stay in our sin. We don't want to stay in our trespasses. But we want. if we are naming the name of the Lord, if we are uh, to be called his own, then we want to be like him. We want to be more holy. We want to be um, like his son, Jesus. We want to be righteous. And so we want to depart from that iniquity. And we can do that only by his grace and by the power of his Holy Spirit living um, inside of us. We see in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said, And he said to all, If any would come after me, let him ten- deny himself. And that's part of that departing from iniquity because our flesh um, is sinful but uh, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me and um, that's what those of us who um, name the name of the lord are supposed to do we're jesus followers and then i want to read a little section um in romans to you to kind of wrap it up for today this section uh just Holds an extra special place in my heart because at my baptism, and that was oh, what thirty year? No, thirty seven years ago, thirty eight years ago, almost <laughs> at First Christian Church in Birdstown, Tennessee. Um, one of the elders, Lyle Donaldson, and if any of his family is listening, I just loved him. He's such a godly man. Uh, Or if any of the folks from First Christian are listening, uh, many of you will will have known him. But I will never forget him taking his big, thick, well-loved, well-worn Bible and reading this scripture at my baptism. Um, And it's so special. It talks about now that we are His— We're not to keep on sinning even though we have grace. Uh, We're to depart from that iniquity. And and I'll close with reading this section. So Romans chapter 6, verse 1. It reads, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into His death? in Christ Jesus. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness, for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law." but under grace oh what a blessing what a blessing his amazing grace that he's given us Oh, friend, and the way that we're going to be able to um, continue to uh, depart from that iniquity and follow him um, is that we're in his word. The Lord knows who are His, and those who are his want to be like him and they want to be with him and they want to abide with him. And the way we do that is that we're in his word. So I would encourage you to read God's word, to study God's word, to live God's word and to share God's word. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.